Recorded live. Yes, thank you again, David. Uh, we are recorded live for the 241st time here at You Can Build It, Your Business. Uh, it's holiday, pre-holiday evening, just before Thanksgiving here in the United States. Uh, Canada celebrated theirs a while back. And uh, people around the world at this time, fall, harvest time, uh, there's all kinds of celebrations for giving thanks. Kind of a interesting concept, uh, giving thanks. Uh, I, uh, As I started my business career and <clears throat> was coached uh, but uh, by some old guys, <laughs> back in the 50s they were old guys, like in their 70s and 80s. And the one thing that always struck in my mind was the importance of gratitude. Uh, sincere gratitude is a trait or a personality trait possessed by most successful people. <coughs> How they got there, <coughs> excuse me, was their ability to freely and sincerely express <coughs> gratitude. Um, this time of the year uh, in the United States, there's literally billions of dollars spent on good food and uh, travel and so on, so families can get together and ostensibly to give thanks. Uh, if we stop and think about it for a minute, uh, or you stop and think about it, we are. What are you really getting together for? <coughs> How many people actually sit down and uh, give their testimony? Well, I don't know what it is. <coughs> Excuse me, folks. <coughs> Oh, something got caught in my throat. Um, I just wonder how many around the country sit down and do give testimony uh, to those people who were uh, actually involved in all of the great things that happened in their life and spend a few minutes to uh, give thanks. I see that we're joined today by Mater, Mater I-9. If you'd like to type in and uh, let me know who you are, we'll sure share your Information, if you'd like to call in, one seven two four 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 seven four four four, you can join us live. Just I was just starting off tonight with a quick uh, discussion about Thanksgiving. Uh, and I was started off uh, mentioning at the beginning of the show that I'm thankful for having the opportunity of being here the last 241 weeks. And uh, we've missed a few. Uh, last week, I was called out on an appointment that uh, I couldn't couldn't refuse, so we didn't have our show last week. But w- one of the topics, or the topic that I had published today on Facebook that we're going to discuss, uh, a friend of mine by the name of Bo Carlisle, we're involved in a social network group on Facebook called Network Marketing, and uh, There's no links allowed. It's not an advertising thing. It's a place where people get together and mastermind. And uh, I had mentioned uh, the word direct mail in response to a post of someone looking for prospecting ideas. And uh, Bo wrote back to me on the network marketing group, uh, what company do I recommend using for direct mail to keep the cost down? And I did publicly declare that I would discuss these things, uh, whether or not we have any live callers or not. If we do have anybody live on the show, please uh, chime in. Uh, We've got Mid-SE Texas. Who's here from Mid-Southeastern Texas? 
This is Bo Carlisle. Oh, it is Bo. I was just using your name in vain. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, you can do me a big favor, Bo, and thank you very much for joining. Uh, I'm not uh, very I'm not very ambidextrous or whatever the word is, and I have to keep flipping from my console here on my computer to the questions that you ask. <laughs> and do you have can, can you pull those questions up so you can ask them to me? <laughs> So I don't keep going back and forth? Uh, I believe I can do so. All right. Good to have you on board. Thank you. We're joined by a caller who's listening, and his name or her name is Matter. I always think of Alma Mater, Mater, Mater I. Looks like a capital I or a L in the number nine. <laughs> and, of course, you're Bo Carlisle, who is actually the name here on my screen is Mid-Southeast Texas. I always wondered what if two people in your neighborhood called in. Would you be mid-SE Texas 1 and mid-SE Texas 2? Nobody's ever done that before. So how's the weather in Texas? Don't know. I'm in Mississippi. Oh, you're in Mississippi. You're on the road, eh? I'm at my mom's for vacation. Oh, fantastic. Fantastic. Very good. Congratulations. Great. I was just talking about the family gathering for Thanksgiving and the while you're getting your screen up, I wrote a blog post several years ago that, well, was popular with people who follow me anyway. And I've always for years used the word thanks for giving instead of just saying thanksgiving. But a little emphasis on the word for and what I try to do uh, this time of the year and actually 365 days is give thanks at the end of the day for all the people who gave. And all the people who give allow me to give in return. And uh, so it's just kind of a play on words. And I wrote a blog post that was around for a long time, and then I lost the domain and the blog disappeared. <laughs> but, uh, I, you know, when you write something the first time, it's pretty hard to remember. And, of course, being a dummy, I didn't make a copy of it. So anyway, did you get those questions up, Bo? Um, not having uh, any luck pulling up my Facebook and that at the same time. Okay. Well, I'm gonna. The, the first one that you asked me is, what company do I recommend for using direct mail to keep the cost down? Do you remember that one? Yes, sir. The answer is real simple. Uh, I've tried many different systems, and uh, I've always been pretty much a one, you know, one to two person operation. And uh, years ago, the United States Postal Service. Uh, offered a service that allows us to uh, send colored postcards, black and white postcards, uh, uh, flyers, brochures, whatever you want, <clears throat> at a price that I don't think anybody can beat, because here's what we can do from our home. is Number one, we upload the, uh, the CSV file uh, on Excel spreadsheet, of the name and addresses, city, state, and zip code of the people that, to whom we want to mail. And, of course, just like email marketing, we segment our list. El Padrino, thank you for joining us. Where are you from, El Padrino? Town City, Las Vegas. Oh, we're in Las Vegas. All right. <laughs> Glad you could join us. How did you find out about us tonight? Oh, just muddling through the uh, talk shoe listener. Oh. <laughs> well, we're we're hanging out here for the 241st time, so. Uh, 241st time. All right. Yeah, we, we've, been, we've been here for a while. I have another show that's uh, almost reaching 400. So, 
Tonight's topic was direct mail, and the questions were asked to me by Bo Carlisle, who is also on the call. And the United States Postal Service today offers anyone the opportunity online to upload your list, again, in CSV file form, upload the PDFs of that which you want to mail. For instance, if you want to mail postcards two-sided, you would upload a template on a PDF form of the front and back of those postcards. It could be black and white or it could be color. If you want to do a, a, a three, a, a, what do you call it, a trifold, you would upload that in a PDF file. Uh, so that's something you would create on your uh, uh, publication creator. And uh, if you get it in by 1 o'clock, whatever time zone you live in, your mail will be printed and mailed before the end of that business day by the United States Postal Service. But here's what I loved about the system. Is if you have any bad addresses on there, they're going to kick them out and not mail them to people. And that can save you a lot of money as a marketer. You're not mailing out to people who aren't there. So um, the United States Postal Service, to me, is the, the most, there's the least expensive uh, system around. Uh, the last time I used it, a postcard was costing me, I believe it was 47 cents. Uh, that's the cost of printing. The United States Postal Service prints the postcard. That's black and white. And I found black and white postcards to be very effective announcement cards. Um, uh, I did test split tests, and colors are nice, but for some reason, just good old plain black and white text, not too much garbage. Get to the point. Get it done quickly. Because uh, actually, all we were doing is asking people to visit a site, and, of course, the site they visited was not a selling website but an information site, and they were encouraged to uh, subscribe to a newsletter. People says, well, that's kind of dumb. Why are you spending money to get people to sign up to a list? Well, I think the people on the call today, Bo Carlisle and Matter, I hope I'm not making a mistake here, Mater L or Mater I and El Padrino, uh, knows know full well the power of the list. But, again, to answer your question, Bo, uh, United States Postal Service will do it for you. A trifold, I, I never spent more than a dollar to have this done. And that was a two or three page actual letter. Okay. Now their rates have gone up, and you know the Postal Service is going to increase rates January first. So again, uh, my last uh, postcard stuff went out about forty-seven cents. Has anybody used the U.S. Post Office uh, more recently, and do you have a different price? the talk show guys you can jump in <laughs> so uh does that does that help you out at all bo yeah that's a big help yeah and all you do is go to usps.com and go to the about i mean i'm not going to walk through the steps you know we could screen share and do all that but everybody on this call is pretty savvy on the computer and uh, they'll set it up for you. But again, your requirement is to have a CSV file. That takes a little bit of time. Unless, and, and this is, Bo, uh, we've had these discussions on Network Marketing Group. Uh, this is one reason why I encourage people to buy leads. Because almost all the lead brokers that have quality leads will provide you the CSV file of those names and addresses. Yes, it has the IP address in their email, but all you do is go in 
copy that information that's relevant or make a copy uh, of, of the uh, CSV information, and the, all you need is name, address, uh, city, state, and zip code. And again, the post office will kick out those that aren't valid addresses, and therefore you're saving yourself money, and you can go in and annotate your list accordingly. United States Postal Service. Who'd ever think, huh? Do I send a letter or a postcard or a combination of both? Um, yeah. Again, we've used direct mail as an initial lead generation or getting a prospect into the system. And, of course, then they're segmented from there out as they purchase and the amount of money they spend, they're put into different lists. But uh, typically a postcard because it's simple. Uh, I've had great luck also sending out what you might call a letter, but a trifold brochure. And that would be if somebody asked for information, I would go to the phone on a direct call, first call, and say, Hi, this is Chuck from Northern California. You recently requested some information regarding blank. I just wanted to let you know that uh, your information is in the mail today. And uh, when you get it, uh, should you have any questions, please give me a call. And that's the end of the conversation. That's the first call right there. That's it, guys. Nothing else. Bingo, bango. They requested it. All I'm calling them is to let them know that I'm sending it to them. Now, occasionally, there will be somebody of, of good mind who will want to get into a, a, a deeper conversation, and that's fine, too. So a letter or a postcard or a combination of both, yes, our direct mail. One of my clients uh, is in the manufacturing business. He manufactures equipment in the horse world. And it's been 30 years. We have a very large client base. And since we came on Facebook, uh, we've had 1,800 new clients just from Facebook alone, spending 200 bucks a person. That's not too bad. And not only is he using direct mail, not only do we have a newsletter once a month, and not only are we gathering leads, if you want to call them, on the Internet through the various, on the blog, we have two blogs and a website, um, what we use direct mail for in that company is that's how we communicate back to our existing customers because it's been my theory for 50 years in business. I would rather spend – I spend the majority of my money with existing customers rather than securing new ones. Number one, it's cheaper. And uh, number two, it's the way you just have a constant stream of continuous orders for whatever product it is you're marketing. And you develop that relationship. There's people that have been doing business for 40 years. You take care of them. They're the ones that get the big discount. I had a long discussion with the people at DISH and DirecTV. We all know this. And I'm a subscriber to DirecTV. I opened the mail yesterday. They're offering to the addressee a $29 package. I call them and they tell me I can't have it. And I said, what the heck are you talking about? I've been paying you guys 60 whatever it is dollars a month. You're going to offer a new guy for $29 a month for the same plan I've got. And, uh, you know, that's why I don't do business with customers like that. But I'll tell you what, we've got a campaign going now for uh, uh, on a couple of our companies uh, for this, uh, what's it called, the Cyber Monday and <clears throat> Black Friday. We sent out information to customers who have reached a certain spend level and offering them very, very attractive packages. Let's discuss that. Do you think that's fair, or should we offer it to uh, all the new people? What do you think, Bo? Uh, it's always good to offer uh, a, a deeper discount to your existing customers. 
and even offer uh, them additional discounts or whatever, or or referral dollars or whatever for mm-hmm. actually referring you additional. That's that's what I was going to get to. We we have a piece of software that we've included on the websites and putting it up on the Facebook fan page where um, the customer can bring in people to the newsletter and there's some great rewards involved there and uh, the software's been around it's you know about a $200 spend to get it set up but it works very very well so you know it's a, the return on investment is phenomenal so anyway getting back to do you send a pre-written ad copy or handwritten correspondence um my handwriting is terrible but I still handwrite um uh, as most of you know, I, I write down everything in eight and a half by 11 binders in front of me, of which there are too many here in this room. Uh, my handwriting is not real good, but I do handwrite, and the deeper the relationship is with the customer, you will find typically more handwritten correspondence. Um, Pre-written ad copy is very good, but again, uh, it's just like making a, a slideshow presentation, a, what do you call it, PowerPoint presentation. Make sure you're in 30-point cap, 30-point uh, type, and have no more than four or five lines per slide, and have no more than six or seven slides in your presentation. Uh, don't try to say too much uh, you know, in, in that announcement if it's a pre-printed copy. Now, if they're requesting an informational brochure, that's a different story, guys. If you're in the technical side of life, people want the specific, specific specifics and so on. Yes, you're going to go into more detail, and typically a printed copy would work out a little better. What would be a good message to send for an ongoing direct mail campaign to market product first and get distributors later? That would be referring to the ML marketing um, uh, system. We do both print and email newsletters. Believe it or not, the print newsletters seem to get a better response. I don't know why. That's been over the last six or seven years. Uh, Somebody says, well, why would you want to mail a newsletter when you can email it? Well, believe it or not, in the type of businesses that I'm involved in, an awful lot of our customers are not on, don't spend their day on the computers because they're out making a living. And 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 they're they're out going to work. They're driving a truck. They're 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 farming. Uh, they're out training their horses. They're out moving cows. And you know some of them don't even have computers. <laughs> yes, it's true. It's just like in my you know where I live here on the Sacramento River. I don't have cell phone service. Somebody says, "Well, how come you don't text?" I says, "What the hell do I want to text for? I don't have service." But anyway. Uh, a good message to send for an ongoing direct mail campaign to market product first. I personally believe, Bo, that as much information, and not necessarily from if it happens to be a product that you haven't created or control, if you're marketing somebody else's product, uh, nobody can have too much information if it's presented properly about the efficacy of a product. And I have found that third-party references work better. Or let's assume that somebody's marketing in the uh, a service that has to do with legal stuff, you know, legal legal advice. That newsletter or that direct mail piece can refer or in, uh, encapsulate and then refer to the main article uh, 
information written by somebody else that has nothing to do with your company, but it's relevant to that industry. It's relevant to what's happening. Uh, in the legal side of it, it might be new laws coming through in your county, city, state, whatever it might be, or federal government. So again, we use direct mail as, as a source of information, as, as a, a, a way that we can communicate with customers. And I'm going to stop right here for a minute and say, I hope that everybody who is using direct mail effectively always ends whatever it is they're doing by asking a question. And then, you know, what do you think about this, John? We sure appreciate your comment. Please call. And you give them a phone number, a real phone number, not answered by a machine, by people. One of my clients learned that he, he fought this, or they fought this, uh, Years ago, when I first started doing business with them, about 20 years ago, they had a lovely young lady who answered their phone. This is a national, nationwide, actually global company. But it's in a small niche again. I'm, I'm not a big marketing person. I'm a small niche guy. And uh, this gal had an uncanny ability to recognize your voice and your name if you called once. And she knew who you were. And she, and she knew everybody in the company. She knew where they were and, you know, if they were available and she knew how to handle it. Um, well, the company hired a new president. He came out of the suitcase business, yeah, the luggage business. And, you know, the guy was a CEO and big Harvard-type dude. And, man, you know, to save money and all this stuff, they went to one of these phone trees. Well, long bottom line is they got rid of the phone tree, hired people, real live people back, sales shot up, profits increased, and not only that, we employed some people. So again, uh, one of my, I like to say my, a smaller company client who owns his company, when he published his personal cell phone on the internet three years ago, and he spends most of his time traveling from state to state, this guy's business shot up. People call this number. He will actually say on the blogs or on the, you know, call me person. Ask you got a question about my product. You don't like it? Call me. I'm the last person, but you know, I'm the decision maker here. One man company. Don't have to fiddle fart with a board of directors. Just phenomenal. And of course, he writes. Although some people, you know, he has a virtual assistants that help him write some of his copy, and then I get my fingers into it. But. Uh, Pretty much it's his stamp of approval, and, and he writes, and it's, he writes his personality. He writes the way he talks. And that's another thing when we get to this direct mail. You want yours opened, and, and if you want to develop a relation with somebody, and you, everybody that you send them pieces to is not going to become a customer. We know that. But write who you are. Don't try to be somebody else when you're writing because your personality projects. If you wrote a certain piece and the person got on the phone with you, they can pretty much tell the difference because they've gotten to know you through your writing, and then all of a sudden you get on the phone and you're somebody different, and eh, I'm, I'm not a fan of that. These are my opinions, by the way. Nobody has to follow any of my opinions. Everybody knows that. Uh, what's going on? Uh, Matterly... El Padrino has hung up. I guess we're all by ourselves, Bo. <laughs> anyway, uh, are you still there, Bo? I am. Okay. You're, you're with your family, and we're going to wrap this up real quick here. Um, what would you add, remove, if this same campaign were in an email format? Actually, not too much. 
But there is one thing that I do in almost all email campaigns is I start off with giving the person the opportunity to unsubscribe. And I do tell them in the email campaign, which is very easy to do with the short codes, you subscribe to this newsletter on such and such a date. We appreciate you hanging around, you know, whatever, however we're going to say this. But if these emails seem to interfere or if you feel they're intrusive, please unsubscribe now. And that's that's the first paragraph, you know. Get out of here, dude. Yeah. And, and uh, anyway, um, so now you wouldn't do that in a direct mail piece, you know. So so th- there might be some differences. And the other thing that I really emphasize, and we had a session, I had a private session with two, uh, two business owners the other day, and regarding their email campaigns, especially with the email service provider that we all use, and I've used for almost 10 years, there's none better in my estimation, uh, we have this great opportunity because they're now uh, uh, vaulting your photos. So you upload photos to your newsletters, and, and they're there for you to use again, you know, right there on your email server. In other words, they're storing the photos for you. And, uh, and that, that's really a nice thing because it's up in the cloud. And it's not garbaging up your uh, your computer and storage and all that stuff. Or you don't have to have a, a URL link, you know, to the to the photo. Yeah. And uh, emails today are are just much better than they were in the book. What message do you use to get them to visit your website and move to action? Ask them. I mean. <laughs> It's pretty obvious, right? But, you know, isn't it true, Bo? You've been around a long time, and you're a professional in the sales business. How many people just don't ask? How many of our budding... Out of 100, out of 100 salespeople, 70, 70 to 75, almost 80% sometimes don't even have the... They, they, they do the full presentation, they get mm-hmm. down to the very end, and they forget to ask for the sale. Right forget to ask for the close to action step, you That's know, right. and they, and they skip, they skip that step and they go, well, let me know when you're ready. And it's kind of like, uh, you go up to the car dealership, or whatever, and you test drive the vehicle and you drive it and you get up to financing and the financing guy goes, well, let me know whenever you're ready. Yeah. Yeah. That's I, I fired car salesman for that. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. like, let me know, let, let, let me me know when you're ready instead of, you're, you're, well, is there any reason, is there any reason why we can't contract this car today? Yeah. You know, you're ready, you're ready to, you're ready to, you've already test drove it. You've already took ownership of the vehicle in your mind mm-hmm. and, and here you are ready to leave and right. the finance guy talks you out of buying the vehicle, uh, even though you have stellar credit and a good interest rate and your yeah. payment's fine and no down payment and all that right. stuff, everything's worked out. Is, I'm like... I've had I've had those situations. I worked at a car dealership one summer, and I sold 150 cars in uh, eight seven days. And the way I did it was was very very simple. I right. fired uh, I fired my sales manager and I fired my finance guy and said I'm going to do this all myself. Mm-hmm. And and uh, the general manager looked at me like I was stupid, and I was like, it doesn't take a rocket science to punch a few numbers on a computer. And tell the customer the best deal that they can get the first time, and not go through this da 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 da, da back and forth stuff. Mm-hmm. And he said, he said, so what is your average margin per car? And I says, well, I'm selling every car at about anywhere from a thousand to fifteen hundred over invoice. Mm-hmm. He said, Nobody's doing that. Everybody's selling vehicles for invoice. What are you doing? Mm-hmm. I said, the 
customer feels that it's the best possible price, and I'm doing right by the customer. There you go. You know, you know, and uh, he said, "But you're covering a more you're covering margins on the front and the back." I said, "Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm leaving the fifteen hundred for the back end for finance, and so right. they can get a full you know they can get a full um, warranty package or whatever to right. you know and finance that also because that's where you know the finance department that's where they get their spiff. So sure. I basically I got the sales manager's commission. I got my commission. I got the finance guy's commission. The only commission that got that I didn't get was the one that parted to go on to the dealership. <laughs> there you go. You know? Hey, Bo, Bo, let me ask a question because I love the car business and I have several clients in that industry. How, how come you left it? You there? Uh, general manager changed. Oh, okay, okay, it makes sense. Yeah, that's that's. I was I was under one general manager that gave me the freedom to do what I wanted it to do. Right. Um, he retired, uh-huh. and his son and his son took over. And when his son took over, his son was like, mm, "No, you're going to do this my way, and you're going to present to the sales manager, and you're going to present to the finance guys, and you're going to you're not right. going to go with all yeah. that." And I basically told him, "I says, well, look, I've been doing this, and I've sold this many cars over this time frame, and I'm getting, I'm not doing any ups anymore. I'm doing everything 100% by referrals." You know, each new person would give me 25 people. I'd call and I'd sell at least two to three cars out of each of those 25 new names. And then I would ask them, even every person I called, I'd say, hey, Joe referred me, uh, referred me to you. Are you in the market for a car? And they'd say, no. I said, can you make me a list of 10 to 25 people that you may know of that are, in, um, you know, that are interested in buying a car? And I'll give you $100 for each name that mm-hmm. I close on. And so basically I was just mailing out bird dog money all over yep. the place. Because I was making I was making anywhere from five hundred to fifteen hundred dollars per so you, car. you had ro- you had room to spare. You had room to you had room to oh, give I, people who were taking care of you. Oh, exactly. Right. And I ended up I ended up basically with with uh, those hundred and fifty cars that I sold. It was actually one hundred and fifty eight to be exact. Uh, in eighty seven days, I was selling about two cars a day on average. Fantastic. You know? Fantastic. And it, and I wasn't doing a whole lot other than making a bunch of phone calls. Just doing. Doing what they don't teach you at most of your dealerships. Most of your dealerships. Quick, quick question, Bo. When you were involved in the industry, did you have a follow-up uh, direct mail system to your customers? I I did not. I did not have any type of direct mail because I'm very very protective of my customers. So uh-huh. anything that the dealership wanted to send out, I was okay with because they were paying for it. But I just would pick it for me. It was more personable for me to just pick up the phone and call right. my customers. And and I had I had built a used a fivereply dot com, which is a, a third party like email campaign similar right. to Aweber. And I've been using them because um, it's like ninety nine bucks a month or something, and it's or ninety seven dollars a month, and it's two million emails that you can have email addresses you can have in the system. You know, two million. Um, Two million files. Right. You could send unlimited emails to unlimited number of people in right. any given month. And, and so I've, I've been using them, and I just I have this campaign for this type of product, and this campaign for this type of product, and I can run all the campaigns simultaneous, and I can send up to twenty thousand emails a day, and and not hit not hit the you know, the spam rules and all that. Right. I'm, you know, all my all my domains are separate. They're all whitelisted. Each product has a separate domain, so that I can I do understand that piece, but this whole direct mail thing is kind of. 
Well, I'll tell you what. I, I'm going to I'm going to put you on hold just a minute, okay? Can you hold on just a second? Direct mail, you back, Bo? Sure. Sorry about that. I had a family emergency to take care of. <laughs> Not too good on a talk show, but it sometimes happens at the holiday season. Anyway, direct mail, we have what we've encouraged the people that we work with and, and what I personally use is a combination of everything now. Of course in the old days before I bought a computer it was direct mail and personal contact. And you know, you know the drill. We've been doing this for a long time. The one thing I've enjoyed is that direct mail and all the old systems integrate so well with the power of the Internet. So the Internet may bring somebody's name, address, and phone number in. Then they're actually going to get a piece of mail. And our testing lately has shown that because of the terrible abuse the Internet has experienced regarding email marketing, there's just an awful lot of people who love to get that letter from you, love to get that postcard from you. They can touch, feel, and taste it. You see what I mean? And, and, yeah, and the, I mean, it and has the, some tangible. It has some tangible value. I mean, it, it does. Like, yeah. It's like okay, this guy's not just any other marketer who's right. just uh, I'm on his email list. Right. He's actually taking forty-seven cents of his dollars. Right. Me a postcard, you know, and and I get this postcard, and now he wants me to go visit his website and look around and, and, and possibly become a, a customer. I mean, they, they already know that. I mean, that's sure. Well, I mean, I'm a they, salesman. You're a salesman. That's what we're here for. Yeah. You, know? you, you're, you're, um, you receive a postcard in the mail that has a coupon uh, on the front of it. Yeah. Most people are attracted to those little hashtag, hashtag, hash, you know, the little, right. the little dotted lines or whatever around this number or something and it's like, okay, discount. Right. Um, unfortunately, with Product services at all for um, they you know they're just they're already discounted to the the astronaut compared to you know you've got one rate that's several hundred dollars right uh, you know and then you have our rate which is a flat fee you know monthly and, and it's just it just already discounted so it's okay you know I, our company has certain rules as far as how you market and what you do and things like that. And what what is the product? Your main product that you're marketing, Bo? Uh, legal Shield. Oh, Legal Shield. Yes. Okay, that's a great yeah. service. Hey. Yeah, Legal. Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Legal. legal what, what's legal. your website, Bo? So our listeners can because uh, people will listen to the. We had a thousand downloads last week. How, how can somebody find out more about Legal Shield? Um, they can go to um, info dot interglobal.com and that's info dot e as in edward n t e r g l o b a l dot com info dot interglobal dot com that's information about our main product our okay. flagship now, now that's interglobal i n t e r g l o b a l no e e as in enter like you enter the door oh, enter interglobal yeah inter okay See, yeah, that's in, yeah. You're breaking up a little bit on your cell phone. 
info.enterglobal.com, right? Correct. And they can find out more about what you do. Bo, the dinner bell is ringing. <laughs> we usually run these about uh, half an hour to 45 minutes. Uh-huh. I sure appreciate you coming by. And you can do us a favor, uh, do me a favor, uh, when you're back on Facebook, when you have a time, uh, mention that you've enjoyed being here. And this is a, you know, no holds barred. It's every Wednesday night. There are 240 episodes. If you go to youcanbuildit.info, youcanbuildit.info, every one of these episodes are downloadable as an MP3. Going all the way back to the first episodes, we talk about how a person can create a product, start a business, write a business plan, set up their budgets. Then we got into uh, marketing and all the things that are necessary to start and grow a business, and we've been doing this for 241 times. So, Share it with your friends. There's no cost or obligation, and you don't hear much advertising here, except we love to advertise the people that join us. All right. appreciate it, Chuck. Okay, and we thank everybody listening today, tomorrow, and the future. We wish you all a happy thanks for giving time, and everybody have safe uh, safe and enjoyable holiday and we'll be back next wednesday thank you bo bo carlisle currently in not in texas right <laughs> correct where are you where, where, where are you hanging out now i'm in uh Greenville, mississippi mississippi and you have a great time there okay thank you very much and, and thanks for joining us bye-bye right, bye-bye